Hello and welcome to another episode of Time Spot on the Beat. This week with me Fadli filling in for hockey specialist Jagjit Singh who is unwell at the moment. We wish him a speedy recovery. With me today are Greg Nunes and Aftar Singh, Hello. two very experienced journalists who have covered hockey for many many decades now. So it's a pleasure to have you both here. <laughs> you make us sound old, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're not that old. Uh. Okay. So how are you guys? How are you Greg? Oh, not bad, not bad. Um, good, good. Lord. Okay, so, so thank you guys for for coming here to Sri Bentas today. Today uh, we're looking to discuss about Malaysian hockey in general, as well as uh, our recent performance at the Paris qualifiers in uh, Muscat, which unfortunately didn't go so well. So um, after maybe you can start first and uh, just uh, let us know some of your thoughts. I I I find uh, this Olympic qualifier was the most gifted for Malaysia. After losing to China 3-2, a lower-ranked China, then you know, of course Great Britain is much stronger. You lose 4-1, and we still have opportunity after losing two match to beat Pakistan and qualify for the uh, semi-finals. And surprisingly, we took lead three times against them, and we scored a penalty stroke. And we just gave away a chance to at least qualify for semi-finals first. I just cannot understand why our players at the final, at the most important match, they just cannot deliver and cannot score the winning goal. Or if they score three goals, and easily they consider three goals. So who is at fault? The coach, the players. And sometimes we cannot understand simple things. So easy to, everything was gifted to you and you still cannot deliver. I find the players should be blamed for that And I don't know the coach. Maybe the players are mentally not strong, or maybe they think too much of hockey playing uh, throughout the year has really. Uh, I mean, uh, can say that they are so tired, physically, mentally, or there is no spirit in the team to win. That's what I feel like after watching them. They play against Pakistan, which was a gifted, easily to a beaten and into semi-finals, and then from there, one step at a time. Who knows anything can happen in the semi-finals? You can even win and qualify for the final, which was Arus Tagila top two. Now he's back to square one, and next four years is going to be tough because half the team is going to retire, and then you the juniors level is not good enough to be in the senior team. So what MHC had to do in the next four years, they will know best. And uh, if you I see blame the coach, I really don't know whether the coach fall, but there are so many things in the team that is not working. Why is not working? MHC have to answer to the fans who have been supporting the team for how many years. And Coach Arul's biggest problem is every time he set the target that we win win a goal in Asian game and we finish sixth. Don't set targets. You should at least tell we reach the semi final first. From there on, we work all the way and quali- uh, win the title. And then the same thing he said during the Olympic qualifying. Uh, Oman, our target is top two. Easy to set targets, but to achieve it, he is a coach. He knows the place well, better than any other one. But I think he just pleasing himself and uh, taking the fans for a ride. That's all I have to say. Great, your thoughts? I think the Pakistan game set aside is the China game that we lost three two. That was the only goals China scored in the group stage, you know, and all three were against Malaysia, and China finished last in the qualifiers. So that was where we lost our chance to qualify for the Olympics because, as you know, Pakistan, former powerhouse, Malaysian games against Pakistan is always close. We can win very seldomly and we lose most of the time or draw. 
So in this case, we drew, and after said we took the lead three times, and also there was a chance there. But losing to China set the tone. So we need to find out what happened in that first game. Was it overconfidence? Because like I said, China is very lowly ranked, twenty eight, I think. At the time, we were fourteen. Now we are thirteen, fourteen. So yeah, rankings, as you say, in tournaments don't matter because preparations and that. And then China, as uh, there was an article came out, there were the less experienced team. They had only what five hundred caps between them. Malaysia had about two thousand three hundred caps. So by right, being more experienced, being having exposure to more top level uh, hockey, they should have easily beaten China. Or even like said lah, one zero pun okay lah. <laughs> At least a win is a win. But to get off on the wrong foot, lose three two, and like I say, if you look at the results after that, China got hammered by almost everybody. So why did or how did we lose to China? That one you need to question first before we go on into uh, Pakistan and uh, Great Britain and what have you. And don't forget, Great Britain's coach is also a former Malaysian coach who is Arul's mentor last time. So again, there was a question of how come coaches who have come to Malaysia. Then they go to other countries. They do well. It happens in badminton, as you were seeing recently. Coaches who are here don't do well, but when they go to other countries, they perform, and those countries go up. And it's been happening for many, many years. From back then, from the 1990s, when Alan Pearson was here as a rugby coach, Malaysia flopped. But when he went back to England, he was with Leeds, which is one of the best rugby clubs in the world, I would say. So we bring in top coaches all the time, but there's no results. So should we? Really look at what is happening as after saying what has been happening all this while, you know. How come we have the talent, Kononia, and we have good coaches, but somehow or other we cannot click. And it's 24 years since we last qualified for the Olympics, which is very sad. After what, what do you think went wrong in that first game against China? I think if they took it China too lightly, and and they already learned their lesson when they played China. In Asian games, you just imagine we're leading four three. We just need a win to be in semi-finals. We gave away the the equalizer. We lost the match. We finished third. China finished top, and they qualify for semi-finals. Basically, you cannot underestimate any team when you play. When you play in the tournament, all teams should be equally respected. Give hundred percent. Don't care whether it's uh, you're leading ten zero or twenty zero. But match is a match because everyone is watching you. And now, easy people on the social media will be waking uh, Malaysian team saying, hey, "You cannot even beat China, and you expect you want to qualify for Olympics." You forget about it. So, what is the thing? Is Arush who have told his players is you cannot underestimate China. China has nothing to lose. They only played once in the Beijing Olympics because they were the host. And today, their ranking has improved. They were twenty third. Three in the world, we were twelve. Look, I think that that match we should have won. Like what Greg Nudi said, that was the most important match. Once you win a match, you get your confidence. You go and play with Great Britain. If you lose, it's okay. People understand. They are the fourth in the world. We are twelve. They are much much stronger physically, mentally, and they are playing a total hockey. Then you should have at least get a draw with Pakistan. We should be in the semi-finals. So basically. The players should be take the full responsibility. Why they cannot even beat China? This was the easiest tournament from all the past tournaments to qualify. Everyone saw the draw. Eh, China can lah. We can take China. We can take Pakistan. We lose to get a chance. Okay, that was everyone's thinking. But I don't know what happened. Why the players gave away six penalty corners in the last two minutes where they scored the winning goal. So sorry to say that our hockey in Malaysia is 
in a very bad condition, situation, and MHC had to take full responsibility for the failure. Yeah. So going back to what you said, like they consider six penalty corners last two minutes, right? If you look at our Malaysian hockey through the years, right? Whether it was 70 minutes back in those days, <laughs> and now it's 60 minutes, we always concede last minute goals. So there's something is not right lah in that sense. Is it psychological or the no fitness or whatever? But it's strange, you know. When 70 minutes, you concede goal in the 65th, 67, 68 minute. Now 60 minutes, you concede goal in the 57, 58, 59 minute. So that shows there is a trend of us always conceding. I mean, conceding goals in the last two, three, five minutes. So work on that lah. Find out what is the reason. Why are you uh, having this lapse of concentration in those dying moments? And it's very crucial because you are leading or or you are trailing or you need to to defend a lead, and then you just throw it away. And like you mentioned, it happened also in the Asian Games. So again, there is a precedent there. No? So why is it happening all this while? And I remember Arul was saying that uh, MSC had uh, got a psychological a psychologist to come in to work with the players and that. So if he brought him in to work on that, so maybe you can say, okay, maybe it's not mental, maybe it's fatigue or maybe. But Training, they did so much training. They went to went went to a, a commando camp before the Azan Shah last year, which they won. Mm-hmm. So they got everybody excited. So maybe winning Azan Shah was a bit of a false dawn because then everybody got overconfident. I don't know, but it's good that we finally won the tournament after so many years. But the thing is, coming to the main tournaments, major qualifiers, you always fail in the last five minutes. So something is wrong there. Something you need to look at, lah. So moving forward, this. Tournament is over. We are disappointed. We are sad. Because it, like you said, since 2000 was the last Olympics. I was lucky that I was at the qualifiers in Osaka in 2000. Watch Malaysia qualify for Olympics. I never expected that 24 years later I'm still waiting for another Malaysian team <laughs> to enter the Olympics. Yeah, so that's very very sad. That the one thing we learned that uh, Olympic qualifier have changed. Those days there's 12 teams. Mm. Top six make it into the. Uh, final That's normal start. But now they're broken Into two mm-hmm. So we have three teams To qualify there Three Make it tougher Look at the qualifying teams We have seven European teams there And only one Asian India Then we have Latin America Of course Argentina Oceania We have Australia As a champion And New Zealand mm-hmm. uh, South Africa And uh, basically is all dominated By Europeans Seven teams Out of twelve That clear shows is all about European teams. And second thing that is very sad is that we are depending on the same players for how many years. I think basically before you any team is named for you can name sixteen, seventeen players very easily. You know this uh, there's three goalkeepers, uh, the third goalkeeper is not going to make it. So basically the same players have been playing and playing and playing, and they take it for granted that we are the best and. Uh, We are going to deliver Whether they go there To give Their 100% Only the players Can uh, tell Because they Are not performing You start off well Constantly You cannot play well It's because Maybe they don't have that Their fitness is not so good Maybe mentally They are disturbed Or what Nobody can I Nobody can answer I don't I don't know What's wrong with the team So basically We have to start all over From the grassroots And look for play Like what uh, Former national player said You have to look for caliber players who really can go and play intelligent hockey. And once you go into the D, you must be able to score. 
that from 25 to entering D is okay but once you reach the D they just see the ball all white here and there so basically it's back to square one we just have to start all over again uh, <coughs> if not mistaken we also considered last uh, late in the SEA Games indoor hockey indoor hockey yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, so we have a history with a Malaysian coach <laughs> we have <laughs> a history Indonesia. of choking in the last yeah. minute yeah So um, after I read uh, one of your stories, you wrote recently uh, quoting uh, former national player Jiwa Mohan. I think he called for a uh, postmortem into what happened and all that. What kind of areas? I mean, besides the mental aspect, what other areas do you guys think we should be looking at in this postmortem? Yeah, I think basically the basic is still not there. Lah. Stopping hitting. You look at the Europeans; they hold the stick when a the ball they stop is is like glue to their stick. Our players stop the ball, it bounces, and the opponent gets the ball. Second thing you see when you tackle, the European tackle such a way, it does not tackle the ball, not even touching the stick. Because now the empire has been told, if once you tackle, it does a stick check, automatically it's a fall. Simple game, easily tackle and close marking. You see the Europeans when they play, they play very hard hockey. And very simple hockey, straight to the gap, you collect ball, you slam, goal, finish. There's no drillby, go to 25, lose the ball, come back. You just imagine you go five times, six times, you're already losing your confidence. And that is not, European style is, you see a gap, you throw, you collect, you slip. And then they love to make full use of the wings. They make, the, the whole pitch is fully utilized. We are using the center, that's it. We go to the center, we lose, we get, we cannot change the game. If we are down 1-0, we don't know how to change the game the, totally and start playing a different level of game to win. Our game, when we are down, we are struggling to fight back to equalize. When you equalize, we let in another two goals. Then we fight back, try to score the two goals. This has been going on for, I think, generations. I think when said, uh, all the coaches came, go, you can have the best coach, but you know, the players need to change their attitude. The thinking level is different. You can have uh, best uh, penalty corner, drag flicker, psychologies, everything. But the player is going to play. He needs to change his mindset. He said, let's change my mindset. Or if you cannot deliver, please retire. Greg, what, what, would you be, what should we be looking at in this post-mortem? Forget short term. Huh? We just go long term. Plan for the next, say, 10 to 15 years. Target. Like you said, go back to the grassroots. Okay, the problem is now, how many schools have hockey teams? And where do they play? The local leagues. People say, oh, we should start back the local leagues. Yeah, we have hope. Local league in Selangor, we got a local league in KL. KL was disrupted for a few months for stadium issues and all that. So even that at the grassroots, if the states cannot produce players, how are, they, are you going to get for the national team? And also you look at the uh, National Hockey League or Malaysian Hockey League as it's called, five teams, six teams. So the pool of players is very limited. And as you're saying, the number of junior from the junior national junior team who have graduated to the senior team has been very slow. Unlike previous years where if you say 16 players from the junior team, at least five lah to eight will actually eventually make it to the senior team. So then, okay, you have new new batch coming in. Same old habits maybe, but at least you have, you refresh the team, you know. But now it's only like two, three. So that batch of players that we have are growing old together. Same things they're doing. They have not changed. So we should go back to the grassroots again. Which is, I think, everybody says all the time. Every time we fail, oh, go back to the grassroots. But we've been saying it and saying it and saying it. But it's not being done. Because all they want is a quick fix. Oh, I must qualify for Olympics. I must qualify for World Cup. Forget Olympics. Forget the World Cup for now. Go back to the schools. Go back to your grassroots. Go back to the states. Find out how can we get in each state, say, produce five players. So we have 13 states plus uh, FT. So, uh, sorry, uh, what's that? 
as well as 14. So 14 times 5 is 20, uh, 70 players there. At least lah, you can get 5 out of that 70 or 10% lah, 7 good players from there to help come up. So if every year we have that, then we have a bigger pool of talent. Lah. So the problem is now we have a National Hockey Development Program, NHDP, like NFDP lah. So... Okay, full disclosure, my brother is involved partly, but he's not the main person. So I've asked him all the time, got talent? He said, God, but why is that talent not coming through or do they have lack of exposure? Then last year, there was a tournament in Port Dixon, um, S. Cohen, the former national captain. He and his wife organized uh, the event. They got orang asli kids to come and play and they were so impressed. Two orang asli teams came, boys and girls teams. Said, and those guys are tough. And so they said, oh, there are a lot of players here. So if these individuals can do this kind of Okay, it's a carnival, so it's only about two days tournament, but you're exposing these kids to hockey. Prizes were given away, they were given hockey sticks and hockey balls and all that. So, if these private individuals can do this, I'm sure that the national association, the state associations can do better. Lah, because by right, they should have more sponsors, more resources, more volunteers working for them. So, if we can coordinate that, I said, go back. And it's not something that is... A, good, a new idea it's something that has been said many times go back to the grassroots get schools involved get the uh, former athletes involved uh, we have a Malaysian Olympian Association where all the ex-athletes from all all sports are there get them involved I think after was it you who wrote an article about getting them the Olympians uh, Sishan article mm. right mm. so Dato Sishan former national coach and captain he's, he wants to get involved right so get them involved uh, show them, hey, this is a, this is the guys. These are your heroes. This one who brought glory to Malaysia. Blah blah blah. Come there, and then the kids can say, oh, okay, I I got someone to look up to. Now you bring in disrespect to some of the teachers, but they don't know hockey. They just there, like during our time. Oh, you want to play football? Okay, take wala, give my hand. You want to hockey? I take the hockey stick. Oh, so you need proper coaches there. At a, in Europe, especially, if to be uh, a PE coach for a sport, you need a coaching license. Do our teachers have the coaching license? So MHC has to look into that, developing the co- uh, coaching program, developing technical sides. Because yeah, it's fine to have a team, but we also need to develop the technical side. Because you got technical directors, tournament directors, uh, coaches, empires. You know, we need empires. We used to have great empires who who has qualified. We actually got more empires who have qualified for the World Cup and Olympics than our national team. You know, so we need more of those things. So go back, relook all that. Say I got a ten-year plan. I got a fifteen-year plan. Forget about LA. If you qualify, we qualify. But don't give us false hopes. After that, plan for the next one and see, and then see how we can work. Like because right now, like the president, Dr. Subhan has his last term before because there's a three-term limit to be president. So this is his last term. Many have called for him to step down. That is for him to decide. Uh, he had promised to quit, and we failed to qualify for the previous Olympics, Tokyo Olympics. Tokyo Olympics, but he remained. So now he's still there. So some say, oh, he should go. He's good. That is up for him to decide, lah. If you up to us, we will say we want everybody to be chucked out. Problem is, who is there? So if Subhan were to step down and not him alone, it has to be everybody, name us the alternative. Lah. If not him, whom? So, but right now, the problem is the whole structure is rotten. Lah. <laughs> you see, when you talk about hockey in Malaysia, there's a lot of money. Eh? You get paid from your, say, in a, like for example, Razi is a police inspector. No doubt he's playing hockey full time. He get paid from uh, Police Raja Malaysia. He play, get paid from his club. He get paid from trading allowance. You just how much of money they make, and basically he's 36 years old. He's still playing okay, okay lah. Consider uh, the only Ronaldo kind of drag play we have at the moment lah. 
too much money when you get you you know that i'm secured my place is secure nobody can touch me whether i got to give 100 or not 100% that's up to him you ask the european teams when he came down to play in the junior world cup you ask the coach coach uh, how much money do the country pay you when you win a title he said there's no money for hockey not even a single cent i said then how this players survive they all studying and they are uh, playing for the clubs the clubs pay them and you just imagine they are using whatever money that to study in the, because for their european education is first sports is second but they are doing it for the love of both once you retire they got their own jobs to work here we are depending on hockey for everything and like uh, hockey is only for maximum 10 years a player can play what is going to happen to it that player play 10 years or have you 300 over caps but what results he have besides sea games you mean you play 320 or 330 caps and you just win sea games level it is better not to play hockey why pumping so much of money into hockey but no results is better i take the money and pump it into a, like squash at least i know that the players are going to be top 10 in the world our ranking of moving for, from fourth in the 1970 world five world cup no doubt was on the grass we are going down we are going backwards chinos again beaters means where we are so basically this is uh, one is a very serious question that mnc have to sit on and think that not only the school level they have, they have to produce good players but they look at the teachers who are coaching them whether they have the skills to teach the sorry, stopping the ball hitting the ball drag flick how you take how you scoop everything must be from basic if your basic is no good then sorry to say you can play in for next hundred years we are not going to achieve anything we are lucky the countries like thailand indonesia is still not strong enough to beat us lah otherwise the one also will lose one day the sea game gold medal so this is a very serious matter how msc is going to look into it i don't know but too much of money is killing hockey and players are going all over the place but not producing results for the journalists it's very tough i mean you lose a match or lose a tournament uh, when you want to interview the players the players refuse to answer the coach don't want to reply basically the coach and the players don't have faith in in themselves and then when journalists hit at them they get annoyed and all the bosses will be calling how can you you know this this uh, enough of hockey we want results now sports is all about results you play 10 tournaments and you lose 2 3 we can understand we're not expecting 100% results but at least sure some commitment if you want to play play for the country play with dignity otherwise please leave don't waste our time we are generally suffering every time boss says hey whack the team you see we have got nothing better to do we also got a family we get sick or tired no sometimes Thinking, oh, you with China, so you cannot be. What else we have to do? Then the bosses say, how can you wake? Come on, lah! You don't threaten us. We and our family went through a lot. We know what is happening. More than sometimes the officials also are just covering up everything. We say, oh, we are giving this, we are giving that, but no results. What is the use? Look at the countries like Europe. None of them get one cent. You can't ask Barry Dancer when he won the World Cup. Coach, how much you get? Because see, I don't get anything. I just get paid. The players don't get. Uh, I don't know. One, the player was a plumber. I see, he's a plumber. You see, yes, he's, that is his profession. He have to work to survive. Hockey is just his part time. But they are world champions. So basically, what MHC is going to do in the next few years? I have no idea. But you need to produce very intelligent and capable players who can think fast 
And like you say, on the run, you need to start scoring goals. You cannot stop the ball right. The Europeans will just push the ball away and you'll be swinging in the air, hitting somebody. So let's see what MHC you have to say in the next two, few weeks lah, or what the program or what they're going to do is up to them. Lah. We reporters are sitting on the, on the fence and looking <laughs> whether they can do something or the same stories repeating and repeating until we also get tired. Lah. Sometimes we say and, uh, enough of reporting, really, it's boring. Uh. Let's move to some other spots which are more interesting. <laughs> Greg, I just want to get your view. Uh. Why, why do you think uh, European teams have become much stronger today? Melbourne is, those days used to be grass, so they were not mm. so uh, comfortable with it. But maybe it's not the European teams have become better, that maybe the Asian teams have become worse. I, see. I look at it that way because we got skillful players in Malaysia, we got skillful players in India and Pakistan. But is skill the what you need nowadays? Or is it speed and power and accuracy? Because the game has changed. So maybe we have to re-look at how we play the game as well. I mean, we've got foreign coaches, we've got local coaches through the years. We had Europeans, we had Polisag, Walker Nap, of course, not so great, but Polisag and all that. So we have Asians. So we need to find what is the Malaysian style. The previous days, and we always talk about, oh, 75, yeah, that's, those days has gone, 82 has gone, 79 has gone, now it's 2024 maybe you have to see like I mentioned earlier 10 to 15 year program okay, maybe we need to change the way we play hockey maybe we need to be more like the Europeans more direct more uh, attack minded or something like that but you just have to see lah. because like I said maybe it's not the Europeans but maybe the Asians including Malaysia have become worse Okay, I'm going to bring up uh, Aftar's uh, Jiwa Mohan uh, story again So in that story, he mentioned that we need to be sending more players to play in Europe, Europe and yeah. get attached mm-hmm. and, and be either on loan or on the books at the clubs there. But uh, how realistic is that? Can we actually do that? Do they want our players? Um, you have to start from the lower division first to before you can get to play in a higher division. It's like when you're going there, last time in, when you get chance to play in uh, Indian IPL, It was one of the most richest uh, league in the world where players like Tom Boone maybe get fifty to seventy thousand US dollars just to play for two months. That's a huge money, lah. So we had, uh, I think, we had two players. I can remember one is uh, Faisal Sari and one was a goalkeeper, as Kumar playing. And for Kumar to play was tough because uh, they had their own goalkeeper Sergej who was there. So Kumar get only to play. So this was a league where. The best is taken. That means the coaches will know. Oh, Faisal Sari is one good uh, uh, forward where he has very good skill. Don't doubt of this. That one was uh, very good, but it's died off already. But now if you need to still go to Europe to learn the way of playing hockey. Have changed a lot. It's no more like uh, I scoop the ball, you get the ball. It's all about how you tactical, you're down, you fight back, and you score. You see, the European style of hockey might be boring compared to the Asian style. Asian is when you see India, Pakistan, you get oh, fantastic <laughs> flow of, of hockey because both are arch rivals and you know, both wants to win every time. People love to watch hockey, especially uh, because it's full of skills, dribbling and all that. European style hockey is I make one direct plus you just connect top net goal finish fantastic goal only two touch from the center or from whichever that is hockey hockey is about results you don't say that I went to the I dribble past 10 players but I hit the ball wall way now that's not hockey that's all about simple hockey is to win matches how you win it you look at the Europeans they'll teach you and their style of playing is totally fantastic 
they keep improving the coaches are fantastic and you can see the coaches in Europe the rivalry is of course Germany and Holland every time Holland and Germany play oh, the match is fantastic because both want to show they're their best our hockey is dying off we are depending on the same look like the Korean Jang Jong Hyun and Lee Mong Yoo is 38-40 years old soon this place retired Korean team is gone so there's not much of improvement because there's not enough of hockey players that is good I think after this 8 or 9 players retire from the national team our team is like uh, only at sea games level and we had to build them some stage to st- it'll take some time because they don't have the combination they don't have the understanding they don't have the skills they don't have the fighting spirit or all that is to come and this is needs from all the states and most of the states don't even have league and uh, they have lo- more officials than the players in their league so you can understand is uh, is need to total revamp how are they going to do it It's a big question, Makla, for me. I don't know how they're going to do it. Okay, so I'm going to move on to maybe our last topic for today. Just uh, going back to NHDP, National Hockey Development Program. Just want your overall views on how you think it's been going so far and what do you hope to see more of in the future? I think NF- uh, the NHDP. NHDP. I keep saying NFDP football <laughs> and the best with football already. Yeah. I think it started about two years ago, the proper mm. uh, structure. They had, they had previously had one, the one must program and all that. Spent millions there as well, but nothing came out of it. So hopefully this program, uh, Willapen is the head coach. I forgot his, what's, what's his name? S. Willapen. Uh, S. Willapen, yeah. Former national player as well. Oh. So at least you've got someone who's there. So he's the head coach. Um, he's conducting the program. So, My wish is that this will be where we see in, like I said, the 10 to 15 year program. Go and see whether there is actually talent. And I go back to the event that in Podixon, which mm. Gohan and his wife did, right? They saw players. I mean, maybe they might shine for one or two ton, uh, games, or that, but they saw, ah, there's some talents because these are the players who ne- probably didn't get a chance to be in the system. They just organized a carnival. Hey, you come, they paid for the, like I mentioned, the Orang Asli team. Mm. They said, wow, these guys can play hockey, you know? Problem is, they do not have enough of uh, equipment the funding is not there because the school probably don't even have a pitch so they rented and then they played that game on grass yeah this tournament mm. in PD was on grass but the grass is almost as good as Esoturf lah it was a TNB uh, venue so the kids were very happy and so I said yeah so we need this get more people involved get MHC to speak like, again back to former internationals have coaching clinics have this so bring them for the uh, junior development program Get them to go and meet. I, I repeating myself lah, but I go back to meet the kids. Tell them, oh look, this is so and so and so. He played in this Olympics. He played in this World Cup. Or she did this. She did that. Because our women also have done well in the Asian Games. I mean, qualified lah, not one menang. But we have them. So bring them. Bring the stars. Let them. Let the kids say, oh okay, I want to be the next uh, Srisha. I want to be the next Minawan. I want to be the next Eskuhan. So get them to see these people face. With their own eyes, like, instead of just reading in the paper and all that. And coming back to the tournament, uh, what they did, they brought all these ex-national national players to see the kids. The kids were rushing for the autographs. Oh, I only see you on TV before. First time I'm seeing you live. And they got so excited. Oh, no. So that is what we want. Get the kids excited. Get hockey more into the TV. Like the Junior World Cup, it was not on TV. It was on uh, RTM Click. So how many bothered to go on RTM Click? It should be on TV because Junior World Cup, you know. It should be Everybody, so you entice the public to see your sponsors will be happy that people are watching it, but all you watch it online, so it's not great. The no? most important thing in Malaysia, when you have the junior development program, you have to have carnivals every weekends 
for example, like in you, in, uh, you go to Holland or Netherlands, you have 1,000 pitches. Mm. KL cannot even organize their own league because they have problem with the pump, water pump there. Mm. So they have to do it in Klang. You see, when we don't have enough pitches, on top of that, pitches are need to be used by juniors, by club level, by senior team, everything. So we basically don't have enough uh, of, uh, turfs. And then on top of that, you see in when you go to Holland, they call it, uh, Rotterdam is a city of sports. They have eight pitches in one place. So the whispering parents, fathers are playing in, among themselves. One, mothers are playing, daughters are playing, sons are playing. And you whispering is a family carnival every weekend. This is how you promote. So the parents are hundred percent supporting the kids. They also play, they also let their children play and on top of that, you already start Julian Development Project at age of seven. Every weekend is a carnival. That's how you do it. You cannot be training throughout the year. You say, oh, we have 5,000 uh, <laughs> fillers in the Junior Development Project and out of that, how many fillers uh, have talents? No no idea. It's better to have, like you see, better to have uh, 18 good players rather than having 80,000 players in the whole country. And But you need talent. So you need to have carnival, and then when you fix, when you do the MSSM pictures, uh, you mm. said to see, uh, <laughs> is so crammed up. Uh, yeah. The player, you see, Absal, so, I play pagi side main satu match, petang side match, besok pagi side main, saya tak ada kena hamstring. They, they are young, no? And then now Sukma is coming in August or July. You see how they crammed up the fixtures. When you ask uh, MSC, they blame MSN. And yes, MSN, they say, no, no, MSC did it. They, they just follow what they did. It's all crammed up just to finish off. Oh, we already organized that. MSC have organized almost every month tournaments. But we're not producing there's six teams in the league. How to produce players? And you find, and basically everyone knows which team is going to be in the final between Targano, TNB. Or I think the other club is Maybank. Only one bank left. From all the banks we had, how many? We had Division 1, oh, Division 2. Yeah. Where we are no, today. And we definitely when you come to this, you, you don't know that's uh, the same a place going to be. Every European team's got three divisions. Division 1 have 12 clubs. Division 2 have 12 clubs. Division 3 have 12 clubs. That's And they also huge. got junior teams as well. Junior? So you need to have a junior team to be in the team. You don't yeah. have, have six clubs. 20 years ago, uh, France were nowhere in hockey. We can beat them. Today, we are nowhere close to them. Belgium too. <laughs> you know, Belgium, the last 20 years, they took the, uh, uh, time to rebuild the team and today they're the world champions. Yeah. Belgium, uh, going back to Belgium, the Osaka Olympic qualifiers that I mentioned earlier, they failed to qualify for the Olympics in that year. That was 2000. Mm. That's when they started to relook their program and look at them now. La. <laughs> They've overtaken us. Look so at so they, they said, okay, fine, we fail. We're not looking for short-term fixes. We plan long-term. So they, they went to by five years, six years, nothing happened. Didn't even do well in the European Championships or whatever. And then tiba-tiba, they've overtaken us. So that means they were patient enough to plan, say, okay, we we not, with this batch is probably this is much as far as we can go. So we start planning from the lower ground to reach there at that particular date. So we should do that also as well. The other most important thing, the play himself. Whether he is sincerely enough to play or he's just there in the team to make himself happy that he's already got 200 caps. He's waiting when uh, MSC will give him 50,000, 100,000 for the caps. It's all about money. He's not about playing for the country. La. Sad to see that playing 325 and still 36 years old. I think he should retire by now. Huh? Too old to play hockey. Yeah.
you see that Europeans start age of 17, 18, by 27, 28, they retire already. They want everything what they need to win in that in their life or career. Okay, so I want to wrap it up now. Any final thoughts from you, Greg? Final thoughts is, I still love hockey. <laughs> I think we all do. <laughs> uh, we have to be patient, like I said. Um, you want to hantam them, whatever. But always look, I said, like I said, you know, if you want to say, oh, this guy should be sacked, that guy should be sacked, whatever, fine. But give also, give suggestions, okay, who should take over? What is the next step? If you, if this guy is not right, if this player is not right, this coach or the president is useless or whatever, fine. Give me a suggestion who can do better. Don't just hunt down for the sake of, of, of criticizing because that's what we always do, you know? Oh, lousy lah, tak guna, why? And then keep quiet. So give con- constructive criticism. Okay, how can we improve? So we have ideas from extension players. We have ideas from uh, Olympians. See what can be used to the, to benefit hockey in the long long run. To me, I think the most important thing is you need to talk to players, find out why are they repeating the same mistakes all over again. If you know they're making the same mistakes, you have to teach them from 25 to go into D. Once you go in D, how to score goals. If you have to train them 100 times a day, you do it. Like Paul Legion used to take 1,000 penalty corners a day until he became so perfect, so powerful that any goalkeeper had fear stopping his ball. So you need to keep practicing, practicing until you become perfect. It's not only in hockey, in all the sports also the same thing. And the second thing, when you talk about your European teams or like Australian Barry dancers, formerly was telling me, we don't train throughout the year. We All the players are all over Australia. We have such a big country. We have a competition in three weeks' time. I will just call 24 players. I communicate with a coach of Perth or Melbourne. I just say, how's the play? He says, he's doing well. He's following the program which is you given to me and he's fit and he should be... Uh, so I just call 24 players. I talk to them, heart to heart and the players will tell me, sir, I think you should leave me out. I am not ready to play. So I left only 23 players and I have easy... In two weeks, I just have to name 18 players when they deliver. They will go there, they will deliver more than 100%. I'm very happy with it. No doubt there's no money lah in hockey compared to rugby and uh, cricket. That's my thoughts. Okay, all right. After saying, Greg Nunes, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been an honour for us to have you here. This has been Time Spot on the Beat. Don't forget to tune in to the next episode. You can catch us on Audio Plus, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks.